Well, let's praise the Lord tonight. Great night to be together in the house of the Lord. The message tonight, a stone's throw from victory. Let's begin with Luke chapter 22, account of Jesus, the Garden of Gethsemane. Verse 39, coming out, he went to the Mount of Olives as he was accustomed, and his disciples also followed him. When he came to the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw. And he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. When he rose up from prayer and had come to his disciples, he found them sleeping from sorrow. Then he said to them, Why do you sleep? Rise and pray, lest you enter into temptation. If you can receive it tonight, you're only a stone's throw away from victory. The disciples didn't know how close they were. They wanted to deal with their struggles and their problems and their sorrows in their own way, instead of dealing with things the way the Lord had said. I mean, it was an hour of trial, temptation, difficulty, disillusionment. Their life was falling apart before their very eyes. Jesus said, Watch and pray. They said, no, let's sleep and sorrow away. He said, stay and watch with me. Watch and pray. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. They were only a stone's throw away from victory. And they missed it that night. Matthew 26, verse 38 to 46. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, a second time he went away and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. So he left them, went away again, and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then he came to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. To gain victory in the battles, 
We need to learn to pray like Jesus prayed. The disciples resorted to a human way of dealing with their struggles and their problems, and every one of them fell into temptation that night. They all forsook him and fled into the darkness. Some disciples don't want to learn to pray like Jesus prayed. Some have been taught perhaps a lesser way or a way of indifference, a more indifferent manner of prayer. But Jesus said, watch and pray. Jesus was facing the greatest battle of his life. Now listen, twice he tried to rouse them. And then the Bible says, tragic words, he left them. He had to get on with things that night. And he began to pray. And he began to call on God. He was facing the greatest spiritual battle of his life. And as he prayed, there was such an intensity, an angel of God from heaven came to strengthen him, and he triumphed over the battle that he was facing. He triumphed over it. He triumphed in it. He triumphed through it. And when he was done... It was over. He'd prayed through. He stood up and said, rise, let us be going. See, the hand of my betrayer is here. He had prayed through. It was over. He had already won the victory. It didn't matter now the circumstances ahead of him. He'd prayed through and he'd won the battle in the Garden of Gethsemane. Put him now under arrest. Put him under interrogation. Put him before Pilate. He wasn't a victim, he was a victor because he had prayed through. He knew how to get a hold of God and win the spiritual battles of his life. A stone's throw away from victory. How did Jesus pray? How did Jesus pray? He prayed earnestly. He prayed deeply. He prayed with weeping. He prayed fervently. Hebrews 5, 7 to 9 says that in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers with vehement cries and tears, he was heard. And he learned obedience by the things he suffered, and he was made perfect, the author of our salvation. Our Lord knew how to pray through. Our Lord knew how to lay his life down. The Bible says that he prayed in agony. He prayed more earnestly. It says he went farther and fell on his face in Gethsemane's garden. You know, Gethsemane means the oil press. Gethsemane, the oil press. The olive groves were on the side of the Mount of Olives. It was the place of the oil. And it's the place Jesus went to pray, and he poured out his life, and he pressed out the oil, and he got an anointing on his life that saw him through. Isaiah 10, 27 says, it shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck, and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. We need the anointing oil in Gethsemane's garden to pray like Jesus did. Is there a burden on your life? Is there a burden on your shoulders tonight? Is there a yoke on your neck? The Bible says the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. 
that we begin to press in like Jesus. We begin to pray like Jesus. We know what Gethsemane means to us, and we can pray through and get the victory and then go out and face the trial and the battles of our life. Isaiah 52.1. Awake, awake. Put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. For henceforth there shall no more come into thee the uncircumcised and the unclean. Shake thyself from the dust. Arise and sit down, O Jerusalem. Loose thyself from the bands of thy neck, O captive daughter of Zion. He's talking to the people of God. Loose yourself from the bands of your neck. Shake yourself from the dust. Arise. See, the Bible says, awake, awake. Put on your strength. When we awake, we have to put on our strength, don't we? In the morning when we awake, we have to wake up our sleepy eyes and we have to wake up our sleeping muscles and we have to put on strength or we couldn't get out of bed. God says, awake, awake, put on strength. Just like you activate your muscles, your natural physical muscles in the natural, so you have to exercise your spiritual muscles in the spiritual realm. We have to put on strength. We have to rise. You get out of bed. Maybe, I don't know, maybe some of you just spring out of bed in the morning. Hallelujah. Maybe others, you know, you're a little unsteady on your feet, a little crickety, but, you know, start to get together and it all comes together and wow in a few minutes you've put on strength you're walking around you can get some breakfast you can wash up for the day you can prepare you put on your beautiful garments god says that is how my people need to respond to their captivities and their struggles and their burdens awake awake Put on your strength, O Zion. Put on your garments and go out and face the day and face the battles. Psalm 57, 7 to 9. My heart is fixed, O God. My heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. Awake up, my glory. That is my tongue. Awake, psaltery and harp. Come on, worship ministry inside of me. I myself will awake early. I will praise thee, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing unto thee among the nations. My heart is fixed, O God. Awake up my tongue. Awake up my worship ministry. Awake up my spirit. I will rise and praise the Lord. I will sing unto the Lord. Awake, awake, Zion. Put on strength. Jesus came to his disciples sleeping, sleeping for sorrow, sleeping for struggle. He said, watch and pray. Come with me into the garden. Come and stay with me and watch a while. And let that victory of God come into your own soul and into your own spirit. This is the way of the Lord. This is the way of the Lord. The disciples' way or the Lord's way. The way of the human being, the way of the Christ. I don't know about you, but I want to follow Jesus into Gethsemane's garden and learn to pray like him and learn to pray through and have victory. So no matter what's going on, I already have triumphed over it in the name of the Lord. We're only a stone's throw away from victory. 1 Kings 8, verse 37 to 40. 
Solomon's prayer that the Lord said he would answer. When there is famine in the land, pestilence or blight or mildew, locusts or grasshoppers, when their enemy besieges them in the land of their cities, whatsoever plague or whatever sickness, whatever plague or whatever sickness there is, whatever prayer, whatever supplication is made by anyone or by all your people Israel, when each one knows the plague of his own heart and spreads out his hands toward this temple, the house of God, the presence of the Lord, then here in heaven your dwelling place and forgive and act and give to everyone according to all his ways whose heart you know. For you alone know the hearts of all the sons of men, that they may fear you all the days that they live in the land which you gave to our fathers. God says whatever sickness, whatever plague, whatever grief is in a person's heart, the word plague means wound. Whatever wound somebody has, whatever burden, whatever grief they are carrying, if they come into the house of the Lord, and they lift their hands and they begin to pray and make supplication to God. Lord, hear from heaven and forgive and help them and act and do according to every man's prayer and to your people corporately. Proverbs 14.10 says, The heart knows its own bitterness, and a stranger does not share its joy. The heart knows its own bitterness. Is there a wound in you tonight? Is there a struggle? Is there a trouble? Is there a disappointment? Is there a heartache? Is there something that's breaking your heart? The Bible says, pour out your heart to God. Come into the house of the Lord. If anyone, whatever sore or sickness, whatever manner of plague it is, whatever wound is on the life, if we will come into the house of the Lord and make supplication, the God of heaven will hear and he will give us an answer and he will minister to our spirits. He will give us breakthrough. He will give us the answer in his spirit of triumph, and we can go out and deal with whatever we're dealing with, but we've come to a position of victory in Christ. Hallelujah. That's the way of the Lord. Hannah, why are you weeping? Oh, my Lord, Eli, I'm a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I've, I've got a bitter heart. There's a barrenness in my life been praying, I've been petitioning, I've been calling out on God. Eli said, go your way. Your prayer has been heard. You're going to have a son, and he's going to serve the Lord all his life, and he's going to transform the land. Mordecai, why are, you, why are you clothed with sackcloth and ashes? Why such a loud and bitter cry coming out of you? An enemy has risen up against my house and my family. An enemy has risen up against the people of God. God says, listen, a deliverance will arise for my people. Deliverance will arise for my people. And Mordecai, when that victory comes, I want you to do one thing. I want you to write it in the book. The matters of the fastings and the cry because that's what brought the deliverance to that people in that hour. The matter of the fastings and of the cry, get it in the book. Hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayer, Psalm 61. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. 
when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. Anyone comes into your house and stretches their hands and begins to pray and make supplication, Lord, hear from heaven and answer. 1 Kings 8.41, the stranger. Moreover, concerning a foreigner, a stranger, one who does not yet know the Lord, who is not of your people Israel, but has come from a far country for your name's sake. For they will hear of your great name and your strong hand and your outstretched arm, what you do for your people and how you treat them. When he comes and prays toward this temple, here in heaven your dwelling place, and do according to all for which the foreigner calls to you, that all peoples of the earth may know your name and fear you, as do your people Israel, and that they may know that this temple which I have built is called by your name. Solomon said the stranger, person who doesn't even know the Lord, maybe they've heard the name of Jesus, maybe they've heard about the Christian church, but somebody's told them what God does and about a miracle and how God has restored their family and how God has lifted them from a broken life and this person begins to hear some reports of the goodness of this God, Jesus, and say, I'm going to go to the house of the Lord. God, when that person walks into the house of the Lord and they begin to pray and they begin to look out to you even though they're not born again. Father God, come down with your presence and heal their heart and begin to work in them that all peoples of the earth may know that you are the Lord God of heaven. A stranger, a foreigner. You know, while I think of it, an interesting thing happened this morning with me. I was in the foyer and after the great morning service and there were three or four young men standing together, and I went and introduced myself, and they, I saw one of the young men, 30, 35 years of age. He had a visitor bag in his hand from the greeter's counter, and uh, they introduced him and gave me his name, and I said, this is your first time? He said, yes. I said, you know, how are you? He said, you know, my, it's on the verge of tears. He said, my my father just passed away and he said, my heart is so heavy. And, and I said, do you know Jesus? Are you a Christian? He said, no, I'm not. I said, well, you know about the Lord and you've been in the service and he was touched by the presence of God. I said, do you feel you, would you be willing? Or you, do you feel you're at the point where you want to accept Jesus as your Savior? He said, I am. I said, Begin to, I said, you begin to pray. Call out on the Lord. Ask him for forgiveness for your sins. Ask him into your life. Say, Lord, I'm giving myself away to you today to walk with you and serve you. And then I prayed over him, and he started repeating the prayer of salvation and confessing Jesus Christ as Lord. And, and when we finished the prayer time, I said to him, I said, how does your heart feel? Because I want people to feel the touch of God and the presence of God. He said... My heart feels soft. My heart feels soft. I said, do you have, you've got a Bible in your hand from the visitor's counter? I said, have you ever read the Bible? He said, no, I just, I know about the Bible from many years ago. I said, well, you know, where, 
where, where are you going to start? You need to read the Bible. Where are you going to start? He said, I guess I'll start at the beginning. I said, well, I said, you might want to start in the New Testament. We always encourage young Christians to start in the Gospels. You know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, I showed them where the New Testament division was. And I said, really, we often uh, tell people to go to the Gospel of John and read there. And then he said, you know, he went back to his father. He said, you know, my, my father was, my father passed away at 3.16 in the afternoon. And I said, oh, he said, he said his name was John. I said, my father's name was John. I said, do you know what John 3.16 says? He said, no. He opened it up. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I said, John 3.16. And you're standing here this morning, I said, and God just gave you a seed in your hand. You heard the message. You've got a seed. You've got a miracle seed. You have seed faith in your life. You watch over that, and you begin to walk with God. Hallelujah. If a stranger comes in, Lord, they don't know you. They don't even really know how to pray. But if they come in this house and feel your presence and they begin to lift their hands and they begin to sing, Lord, do for them whatever they ask that all peoples of the earth may know that you are their God and the God of the people of earth. Well, 1 Kings eight fifty four, And so it was when Solomon had finished praying all this prayer and supplication. Let's have the worship team come to the Lord, that he arose from before the altar of the Lord, from kneeling on his knees with his hands spread up to heaven. Then he stood and blessed all the assembly of Israel with a loud voice, saying, Blessed be the Lord who has given rest to his people Israel according to all that he promised. There has not failed one word of all his good promise, which he promised through his servant Moses. May the Lord our God be with us as he was with our fathers. May he not leave us nor forsake us, that he may incline our hearts to himself to walk in all his ways and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, which he commanded our fathers. And may these words of mine, with which I have made supplication before the Lord, be near the Lord our God day and night, that he may maintain the cause of his servant and the cause of his people Israel. What does it say? as each day may require. Hallelujah. As each day may require. The power of prayer. The power of prayer. Prayer prevails. Prayer is the answer from the Lord. The disciples that difficult night wanted to do things their own way. I'll handle my problems. I'll work it out. I'll sleep it off. I'll sorrow it through somehow. Jesus said, no. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. Get into the garden. Stay and watch with me. Begin to pray. Pour out your spirit. Pour out your soul. Pour out your heart. Pour out your grief with weeping, with longing. In agony, pray more earnestly. Fall on the ground and call on the name of the Lord. Lift your voice and call on the name of the Lord. That's God's way. Pray through. 
We're only a stone's throw away from victory. Well, tonight I'm going to share my possibly two most favorite prayer quotes. The first, from many, many years ago, generations ago, Yea, herein is the unconquerable might of the righteous. This is wondrous wrestling. Herein his glorious victories. In glowing longings, assiduous prayers, joyous weeping. Girt with the might of holy orison, they strive with God. They wrestle with his judgment and will not be overcome until they obtain from his goodness all they desire and extort, as it were, by force from his hands. And the second, shared by Pastor Mark some time ago from Samuel Chadwick. There is no power like that of prevailing prayer, of Abraham pleading for Sodom, Jacob wrestling in the stillness of the night, Moses standing in the breach, Hannah intoxicated with sorrow, David heartbroken with remorse and grief, Jesus in sweat and blood. Add to this list from the records of the church your own observation and experience, and always there is cost of passion unto blood. Such prayer prevails. It turns ordinary mortals into men of power. It brings power, it brings fire, it brings rain, it brings life, it brings God. Hallelujah. Let's stand before the Lord tonight. Stones throw from victory, that's all. Let's follow Jesus. Let's go with Jesus into Gethsemane's garden and begin to press out some oil until we get a fresh anointing, a holy anointing upon our life and we walk on in the power of a victorious life in our Savior. Hallelujah. Well, the altars are open if anyone needs prayer. But right now, let's offer ourselves to the Lord. Let's surrender to our Lord. Receive the word of God and let it build in our spirit tonight.